Hey guys, right before the episode begins, um, I just wanted to say that I'll be getting a YouTube channel here pretty soon, but I'll probably be delaying that because recently I have been finding that YouTube uh, history channels have been getting hit pretty hard with demonetization, and with demonetization they will not be um, showed as much, so I probably will be holding off on a YouTube channel right now, but when I do, I will let you guys know, and also I will probably be getting a Twitter account for the Warfare podcast as well. Uh, possibly a TikTok and a uh, Instagram. Um, also, email me for any contract response that you might have, or for any possible uh, uh, like topics that you would like me to cover. I'll I'll go through them all, and I'll see what ones interest me and what I find think will be interesting. But um, yeah, just kind of a quick one-on-one conversation before the episode begins. So. Here it is. Simo Heya, known to the Russians as the White Death, but to his Finnish friends as the magic shooter, patient, marksman, and a master of his surroundings, with a cow count as low as 500 and as high as 800 on some sources. So, how did this man go from peaceful Finnish farmer to the world's deadliest sniper? Born on December 17, 1905, from Yuho and Katrina Heya on a farm in Rautiari, strife if I mispronounced that. Um, I would like some feedback if I did pronounce that right or wrong. That'd be great. But um, uh, born on a farm from Yuho and Katrina Heya in uh, Rautiari in the province of Southern Karelia, which is now part of Russian territory, modern, modern day it is. But while he was living on the farm, while it was still controlled in Finnish territory, uh, Simo Heya learned to be patient and grew to be very hardy and a hard worker. While he lived with his fam- while he lived on his family farm, he enjoyed skiing, hunting, and uh, shooting was was uh, one of his hobbies that he did enjoy. But in 1925, Simo Heya was drafted for his one-year military service. After one year of service, he was promoted to the rank of corporal, and after that promotion, he later joined the Finnish Civil Guard, basically the National Guard for the Americans where his passion for shooting grew and was said that he could hit 16 targets in one minute at 500 feet or 152 meters. But in 1939, Russia wanted a land that was once theirs, and uh, they, they wanted land that was once theirs back, so they thought they could conquer Finland, that they could take what was originally theirs and they thought they could get it back, with the Soviet Union having 200 million and Finland having a, um, a rough population of 3.7 million. But the USSR lost. 200,000 um, killed and 600,000 wounded, with the Finnish losing 21,396 er, being killed and 1,434 were lost, 43,557 were wounded in war. So as you can see, the numbers stacked very much against the Russians as far as casualties. But population-wise, the Russians had far more, but they lost far more men compared to the uh, Finnish. So that is kind of sad and almost and really surprising. But there are, um, uh, but there are many reasons why that did happen. I'll probably be doing a later episode on the Winter War, going to, into more um, definition before I do Larry Thorne, which will be definite um, topic that I'll talk about. But um, after a little bit of background on the Winter War, uh, let's get back to Simo Heya. 
When the Winter War broke out, Simo was sent to war. And during that time, Simo Hei was a really good hunter. And so Simo Hei, he applied all the skills that he had learned from target practicing and from when he was hunting on uh, when he lived at his farm. And that allowed him to become a good sniper. But obviously, his, um, his prey, the Russians, were a lot more, uh, you know, they noticed things a lot more, uh, you know, things that weren't just as right than deer or rabbits would. They could also... But they were also lazier than, you know, deer or rabbits, because they thought that, you know, they, they you know, they would slack. They weren't, they weren't, you know, some elite troop constantly looking around. These were just standard Russian soldiers. I mean, Russia does not have the greatest like low-level infantry, so Simohei used that to his advantage, knowing that the Russians would be a little bit more slacking, and also from what he had learned from hunting animals. So what, so what Simo Hale would dress in to prevent himself from being cold and blending in is he wore a thick all-white coat and trousers and he brought a day's worth of food that, and he would hide in a snowbank. So he would literally dive into a snowbank or hide under a tree and then cover himself in snow and have his rifle pointing out and waiting for someone. Another interesting thing that he would do as well is that to hide his breath, he would actually put snow in his mouth. So then, you know, the heat vapors could not be seen. So basically, he was literally a snowbank, and you wouldn't be able to see him. And um, he actually hold his gun a, a lot different than normal. So rather than shouldering the rifle and having one hand on the trigger and handle and one on the front, he instead had a rest on the front with normally his glove, and then he'd have one hand on the trigger like normal, and then he'd put his other hand in front of that trigger, uh, in front of the trigger and around his hand just for extra cushioning, and it also made him a lot more stable when he when he was firing the gun. So it's also another thing that he had an advantage over other uh, Russian snipers that would later try to take him down once the Russian government found out about Simohea or the White Death. So it was an, something odd and interesting. But um, you'd also think that for this high of a kill count that that, Simo may, that Simohea had, that he would use a scope. But no. Surprisingly, he actually used iron sights. He claimed that they're uh, reliable and a lot easier to use. And if I am correct, he had his set for uh, 150 meters on his uh, M91 Russian-made Mosin-Gant. It was actually the Finnish version, but for some reason it was made in Russia. Um, now, his, his statement about scopes, um, they're, they're actually, I, there are benefits that, he, that I do see that he, um, that there are reasons why I do see that he did not use scopes, because... Um, scopes they can produce a glint if you look at them with another scope or even if uh, light is reflected off them if you're just scanning around you can see a little glint from the scope so obviously with him being in an ambush or a sniper versus sniper situation you want to be the first to find the other without being found and you also want to be the first to land a shot without missing as well so obviously you want to stay hidden as much as possible without um, being found out and finding other people Although as well, scopes could be handy for maximum zoom and zoom and allowing you to adjust for windage a lot better. They did give away your position a lot easier. So, in my eyes, I feel that Simohea did make the right decision. So, there aren't many day like recordings about his days out in the wilderness in the war. Other than one day, he killed over four. He killed about forty men in one day and was unscathed. So that is, I find that pretty scary. He went to the wilderness, 
killed 40 men in one day and then came back and wasn't even injured. And the Winter War lasted about 100 days. So that's something that is uh, quite fascinating. They got 40 men one day, unscathed. But on March 2nd, 11 days from the end of the Winter War, a Russian sniper was tasked with killing Simoheya. Now this was not the first sniper that was tasked to do this job, but he was the last. On that day, the Russian sniper found Simo and shot him in the left jaw with an exploding round right in the coronoid process. So basically that's one of the part of the hinges on your jaw that holds it connected to your skull. That shot destroyed the left side of his face around the jaw. So so in essence, imagine your left jaw, your left jawbone basically exploding at the right top and then like sliding down and hanging down. Yeah, that would be awful to go through. But despite the pain and half his face being caved in, Simoheya managed to pick up his sniper rifle and shoot the sniper that shot him and kill him. But after the shot, Simoheya went to a coma for 11 days, with him waking, on March, waking up on March 13, 1940, the same day that Finland surrendered to Russia. When Simoheya heard about the surrender, he was mad, because they were essentially winning the war. Sure, Russia was gaining ground, but the amount of casualties that Russia was losing compared to Finland, I mean, they, they were staggering. Although, Finland knew that no matter what, Russia would just keep on going until either they had exhausted their troops or until Finland would surrender, which they did. Because they had the troops to basically run them, to run Finland dry. I mean, granted their tactic wasn't the greatest, but going along the entire front and not just going straight for the capital. But Finland surrendered because they knew that no matter what, Russia would not stop until they got what they wanted. But after the treaty, uh, Russia took control of Finland, and they used it as a route to get to um, Poland a lot easier in uh, later on World War II. But uh, after the war, Finland gave uh, Simohea a farm for his service, um, where he then lived out the rest of his life as a dog breeder and a farmer. And Simohea actually continued hunting and hunted with the Finnish president on many occasions. But sadly, in 2002, Simohea passed away at the ripe old age of 96 from natural causes. So the resting sniper is resting for good. With him having more than five, with him having more, him having 500 confirmed kills in less than 100 days. But who knows how many how many people he actually killed? Those are just the confirmed kills. And so, with the end of that. This is the end of this episode. See you in the next one.